Welcome to the Citizens Youth Podcast. Citizens Youth is a ministry of LifePoint Church in Vancouver, Washington. Citizens is a community of students who are learning to live for Jesus. We meet every Wednesday at 7 p.m. To find out more, check out lpcvan.com forward slash youth. Good evening, good evening. You guys doing well? Yeah, everybody, a little, maybe a little thermometer. I always like that. You guys doing good? This is like, I'm awesome. This is like, I, whatever, you're kind of in the middle. Dude, yeah, where are you at? Ish, okay, I like that, a little two o'clock action right there. If you're doing this right now, easy way to fix it, besides turning your hand, uh, go to winter camp. Super easy. Yeah. Yeah, let's go, Lexi. So, all right, go ahead and open up your Bibles. Go ahead and open up your Bibles. We are in Proverbs chapter one. And today, I have the privilege of introducing to you a friend who's here, all right? Her first time at Citizens, but I have the privilege of introducing you to someone that I hope you will love. I hope that you will um, welcome her as a, as a member of the Citizens family for a long time to come. Um, but warning, I feel like it's fair to do warnings. My friend here, she is a little bit um, polarizing, okay? Meaning, you either love her or you hate her. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? How many of you have friends like that that are like kind of polarizing? You're like, dude, she's awesome. And then somebody else is like, I hate that girl, right? That's my friend here. So just warning, just being honest, right up front, she's a little bit polarizing. Uh, she's not very good at small talk, all right? Anybody like that? All right? She's not the kind of friend that like texts you and be like, bro, Sam, how's Philo the dog? Yeah, Philo's doing good, okay. No, no, my friend here, she is like right to it. You know what I'm talking about? She's like so real that she's going to tell you the way it is. And that may come off like a little bit abrasive, but trust me in the end, it'll save your life. I've known this, this lady for quite some time. Um, but to be honest, I've only really started to become like good friends with her as I've grown up. All right. It's, it's not until I've matured that I've, um, appreciated her, her tactics at times. Um, fun fact about my friend here, she loves making offers, okay? You'll, it's not uncommon for her to, to come up to you and be like, hey, if you do this, I'll whatever, right? And it's not like the kind of offer that's like, like hey, I want to get something from you. Like, if you do this, then I'll be nice to you. No, it's not like, it's always a deal that like you're the winner at the end. You know what I mean? It's not a selfish offer. It's not trying to get something from you. This is the kind of offer that like at the end of the day, Whatever you do with it doesn't even affect her. It's all for your good. And so I hope that you like my friend here as I invite her to the stage. Um, I want you to be on your best behavior for her as she speaks tonight. I want you to give her a loud and warm citizen's welcome as she comes to make you an offer that you can't refuse. And I'll have somebody run my slides here for me tonight. So that um, so you can follow along, but I want she makes an offer you can't refuse. Are you ready to welcome her to the stage here tonight? Yeah. All right, here we go. First slide. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. In the markets, she raises her voice. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. At the entrance of the city gates, she speaks. How long, oh simple ones, will you love being simple? How long? Will scoffers delight in their scoffing and fools hate knowledge? If you turn at my reproof, behold, I will pour out 
my spirit to you. I will make known, I will make my words known to you. My friend here is Lady Wisdom. And I found her. I found wisdom, friends. I have found wisdom. And let me tell you this, finding wisdom couldn't be easier. Finding wisdom could not be easier. Sam, what do you mean? Explain that to me. Let me show you. Check out, look what it says here. Where is Lady Wisdom? Where is she? She is screaming in plain sight. <laughs> How ladylike. No, no, she's literally, she's screaming at the top of her lungs in plain sight. She's not hiding. She's, she's crying aloud in the street. She's raising her voices. She's like in the busiest part of downtown. You know, you guys ever go to downtown market in Portland, right? And like everybody and their mom is there, right? And everybody and their dog is there and everybody, it's like, and she's right there. Like you got the dude playing the drums at downtown market. He's like, thank you for the dollar. Anybody know the dollar guy, right? He's playing the drums. I know you like that beat, right? And he's playing the drums. And then you have the guy who's like playing the accordion. He looks like he's 97 years old and he has like the coffee can out and he's like, please put a nickel in there. And he's like, right? And you're like, it's not good, but you're old. So I feel like it should be good. And then right next to them, you have lady wisdom. And she's like declaring, behold, I'm crying out loud. In other words, friends, you can't miss her. You, like <laughs> you can't miss her. Even if you're blind, you would be able to hear her. Wisdom could not be easier to find. A lot of times we, we paint a picture of wisdom like this. This is how we think of wisdom. And anybody see Batman Begins? <laughs> and we think of wisdom like this. Dude, this is like my favorite movie of all time. So anytime I can like slip an illustration in there, I'm like, I'll do it, right? <laughs> Don't tell them. And so Ducard, right? Henry Ducard, he shows up to Bruce Wayne and he's like, what is it you seek, Bruce, right? He's like, how did you find me here? And he's like, billionaires can't easily slip away. And he's like, what is it that you seek? Next picture. He says, if you want to find what you seek, Bruce, you must climb the eastern slopes of the mountain, find a remote village, discover the blue flower, ascend to the peak of the mountain, and knock on the door of the hidden temple of an organization called the League of Shadows. There, Bruce, you will find what you're looking for. That's not wisdom. <laughs> You don't need to go on some magical goose chase. You don't need to ascend to the highest mountains. You don't need to discover it. There's nothing secret about it, friends. Wisdom is crying out in the streets. You don't need to search for her, students. She's here. And so if you're in middle school today, if you're in high school today, I want you to know this. Wisdom is closer than you realize. Wisdom is closer than you realize. There's hope for you. Whew, let's get that out of the way, right? Like, like, dude, you ever like wake up one day, like every day, and you're like a teenager, and you're just like, is there any hope for me? Like how many of you tell yourself all weekend, I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna do this, Monday morning, bling, you do it. And you go to bed Monday night and you're like, what did I do? I said I wasn't gonna talk to him. I said I wasn't gonna do this. And as soon as he walked around, blah, 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 I just, is there any hope for me? Students, wisdom is closer than you realize. There is a chance. As a matter of fact, if you're here and you're breathing, there is a good chance that you can be wise. 
I know we think of Gandalf the Gray and Gandalf the White, but understand this. Wisdom is not reserved for the elite. Wisdom is not reserved for Jedi masters. Wisdom is not reserved for rocket scientists. Wisdom is not for, it's for the people of God. Dude, I found wisdom, guys. And finding wisdom couldn't be easier. You, if you're here, you can have wisdom. You can have understanding. You can know how life works and how best to navigate your way through this complicated life. You can have wisdom. You can have wisdom. She's right here. She is crying out in plain sight. And not only is she in plain sight, look what she says. She's offering to actually teach you. How much does it cost for a private tutor? No, 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 friends, it's free. She, she's offering to teach. She says, I'll pour out my spirit to you. You want, you want to be wise, Tali? I'll, I'll, I'll make my words known to you. She's in plain sight and she's offering to teach you. And now hear me, because this is a powerful idea, okay? Because this is actually laughed at in our culture. Here's what I mean. Someone shows up, Lady Wisdom is here, and she said, students, I will teach you wisdom. I will make you wise. And there's something inside of our culture that we don't really jive with that because in our culture, you're not taught wisdom. You discover wisdom. Wisdom is inside of you. You must unlock it from within. The idea that you need a teacher, guys, that's silly. You know what's best for you to look to some authority, to look to guidance and to say, please teach me wisdom. That is the mark of naivete and immaturity. That's what our culture says. You wanna be mature? Mature people don't look to authority to tell them what's up. They make their own way. Am I making it up? Have you ever felt that before? Have you ever had friends in culture who have expressed that? Friends, the Bible says that the idea that everything I have, the idea that everything I need to know is within me, the Bible has a word for that. Foolishness. <laughs> Why is the Bible so mean? No, the Bible's real. It's called foolishness. Because students, wisdom is not found within, it is found without. Look at that quote there. Wisdom is not found within, but without. Luke says, no, not the gospel writer, this Luke. Luke says in his latest movie, he says, you need a teacher. You need a teacher. This is not Luke the apostle, Luke the gospel writer. This is Luke the legend, the one and only Jedi master, right? He says, you want to learn? You, everybody say it with me. You need a teacher. You guys need more than a teacher. You need a teacher. And so here we have showing up is wisdom. Lady wisdom herself, the personification of wisdom, crying out and offering to be a teacher to make the foolish wise. Friends, I found wisdom. I found wisdom and I'm telling you, it could not be found any easier. She's crying out loud and she's offering to teach you to make you wise. And so if it's this easy, if wisdom is this accessible, let me ask you the question. Why isn't everyone wise? 
If wisdom is like, if you can't miss her, if she is just crying out and she's offering to teach anyone who will come to her, then why is it that you and I both know people who aren't wise? I mean, if, you, if, it's, if it's not that easy, like if finding wisdom couldn't be easier, if she is available and willing, then why isn't everyone good friends with wisdom? You know why? Because wisdom can only help those who have the right posture. Wisdom can only help you students if you have the right posture. Everybody sits up straight, right? No, I'm not talking about your posture, Sam. That is really bad though. You should probably sit up. That's slouching. Your spine is in pain right now. Wisdom can only help you if you have the right posture. Look what it says here, right? She is ready, willing, and able to teach you her ways. But when she raises her voice, you must listen. Dude, lady wisdom will make you wise, but when she reproves you, you must turn. You must listen. I'll put it this way, really easy. You'll never forget this, okay? When wisdom calls out to you, there's only two postures that you can have. Ready? I'm gonna show them to you. Palm up palm out. Everybody do it with me. Ready? First one is stretch first. Don't, please don't hurt yourself. We do not have insurance here at Citizens. All right? We do. Don't worry. Palm up. Palm out. Dude, I have a gripe. Remember, like Star Wars, The Last Jedi? How about that trailer? What a low blow, right? I need someone to show me my place and all this. And he like picks up his hand, right? That's not what we're talking about here, right? That's bad bad Star Wars. Don't play with my hearts like that, right? But this, in regards to wisdom, palm up. Let me see it. Let me see it. Hey, right here. Let me see it. Show me. Palm up. You, you good? Palm up. Nice, Alexander. Very ladylike, too. She's like, I'm here. What does this mean? Palm up. Palm up, meaning give it to me. Like, I need it. Lady wisdom, I hear your offer. Becca, right here. Let me see you, right? I, I'm here, right? Like, teach me. I need you to teach me. I need you to give me your wisdom. Bro, you're literally not getting back that $5 bill, right? Versus palm out. Palm out meaning I'm not teachable. Don't try, all right? I'm not teachable. Palm out, I don't need you wisdom. I know what I'm doing. I'm crying out in the street. I'll make you wise. No, I know what I'm doing. I will figure this out on my own. And so with that in mind, look at the text here. Go to the next one. What's their posture? Take a look at the people that Lady Wisdom is talking to. It says, they love being simple. Is that palm up or palm out? What do you think? They love being simple. Palm up or palm out? Show me. Palm out for sure, right? When the Bible says simple, um, like when my math teacher says simple, that's a good thing. Simplify the equation, right? When the Bible says simple, that's like Bible speak for stupid, <laughs> right? <laughs> Next time you're talking to somebody then they're just kind of getting in your skin, be like, can I just tell you, like according to the Bible, you're just so simple. I'm like, oh, thank you. <laughs> and you just give them like a Bible this. Being a fool in the Bible has nothing to do with your intellect, I don't care if you're an A student. I don't care if you're an F student. All right? Foolishness has nothing to do with your intellect. Being a fool means that you like the way that you are. 
Being a fool means that you have no interest in growing or changing, meaning you have no interest in doing what it takes to grow or change. When you're a fool, I love being simple. I like the way I am. Cool, you're a fool. And so the people that wisdom is talking to, friends, palm out. Next one. It says they delight in their scoffing. Scoffers, meaning mockers. These are people who sarcastically laugh at everything. These are people, and, and you guys know these people. Maybe some of you are these people. And I'll just say this. If you're a person who is known more for your sarcastic and biting remarks about everything, if you're known more for that than you are your attentiveness and your desire to learn, biblically speaking, you're a know-it-all. Yeah, because that's what I'm about. If that's your comment more often than not, if every time somebody says something enlightening to a conversation and your only contribution is, yeah, <laughs> like that right there, like it's kind of funny and maybe you get some laughs, but what's at the heart of that comment? At the heart of that is, I, don't, I already know that. Oh yeah, because I know better than that. At the heart of that is a know-it-all. And to be a know-it-all is to hate knowledge. You're acting as if you hate knowledge because every time knowledge is available, it's like, if I need that. Is that palm up or palm out? It's palm out. You just want to do that because you want to reach me, right? Sam, near, far, wherever you are, my friend, right? Their posture is this, friends. Wisdom, go away. I don't need you. I know what I'm doing. Of course they haven't been taught wisdom because their posture is unteachable. Are you guys picking up what I'm putting down tonight? Are you getting it? Students, what's your posture toward wisdom? I want you to take a moment and ask yourself, what is your posture toward wisdom? Are you teachable? You know, ask your parents. Are you teachable? Or do you take pride in wanting to figure out everything on your own? I figured it out myself because I'm grown. I'm a man. Yeah, you are, and you're simple. How do you respond to reproof? Here's a big one. Little children, this is how little children respond to reproof. It's all on the eyebrows. Watch this, okay? I'm about to do it. Little kids get reproved, which we learned last week means a rebuke. It means to show you that you're out of line. Little kids respond to reproof with defensiveness. They go, huh. Exactly, right there, you did it. Huh, you hurt my feelings. Right? Is that you? When your parents call you out, when your small group leader reproves you, when the Holy Spirit convicts you, are you kind of like, Do you laugh? But am I lying? Or do you respond like adults do, like mature men do? And this is what they do. When somebody calls out a mature person, they go, oh, thank you. Dude, that hurts, but I needed that. Thank you, because I know it could save my life. What's your posture toward wisdom? I know what I'm doing. Or, dude, double palms up. I'm desperate. Help me. I'll share a story with you. Um, I'm not proud of it, but um, I guess I don't need to be, right? Take a look at this picture, right? This is um, a real life picture. Actually, it's not, but 
This is literally the exact same water container that I had in my parents' house. And so I said, I need this picture because it's literally the one I use. Um, and so I went away to college where, you know, I became smart and wise. And I didn't have my parents to tell me what to do. And so I went away to college. And then something crazy happened. I had to come back home. It was called summer vacation, right? And you don't know this yet, but when you go away and you live on your own, coming back under your parents' authority, ah! that's what I felt like, right? And so the idea that I needed to like be taught things and my dad's still trying to offer me and teach me stuff, I just had it up to here. You know what I mean? I was like, do you not know? I know what I'm doing, right? That was my whole life, right? You, you laugh and I'm embarrassed. Thanks for laughing at my embarrassment. Anna Martin, ladies and gentlemen, right? And so I remember one day I woke up for breakfast and I wanted to make oatmeal. Any oatmeal fans, right? Maple brown sugar, everything else stays in the box and gets thrown out, right? And so I was uh, gonna make some oatmeal. And uh, I'm not like a science major, so I don't care what the answer is to this question. But my question was, how long does it take to boil water in the microwave? <laughs> Nobody got time to boil water on the stove, you know what I'm saying? So I put water in that container right there and I put it in the microwave, I closed the door, and I put five minutes. No, 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 three minutes. I think, I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it's three minutes. If my dad is watching, he can't confirm anything anyway because he's on the interweb. So I literally, I put three minutes and I was like, dee, 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 and I was about to hit start and my dad goes, oh son, don't do that. That'll make the water explode. And I go, I know what I'm doing. No, I didn't literally do that, but I might as well have because I made some sarcastic comment. <laughs> like literally, I was a scoffer. I was like, oh, because well, you're a scientist now, dad. <laughs> if you're feeling hopeless today, there is hope. I go, and dude, I'm not going to lie. For those three minutes, I was the most braggadocious, arrogant dude ever. Because I'm sitting there for three minutes. The time is ticking down. And I'm just like. Because it's not exploding. Like, my dad is a worry wart. He's just trying to control me. I know what I'm doing. And dude, that clock hit 10 seconds. It was like 10, nine, eight. And I'm sitting there just gloating. I'm like, dude, do you know who I am? I'm a freshman in college. <laughs> and the dude literally, I promise you, the Lord is my witness. I'm not making it up. It was like 10, nine, eight, seven, five, four. <laughs> the water exploded in the microwave. In that moment, how many of you know you do not want to make eye contact with dad? You know why you don't want to make eye contact with dad? Because I know what I'm doing. And so the thing explodes and then it just beeps so like politely as if like in your face, in your face, in your face. And so I go and I open it and I look at my dad in like disbelief because I'm just like half angry that he's right and half like, are you kind of a Jedi master? And my dad, so humbly, he looks at me as, and he wasn't like, I told you so, but he just looked at me like, I've done it before. <laughs> and that's all he said. He literally, and now I have to clean up. I'm sitting there needing to clean up boiling hot water all over the microwave. And my dad, he just looked at me, such like a dad, and just goes, I've done that before. <laughs> like, you weren't listening to me because you know what you're doing. You laugh, but students, what's at the heart there? What's at the heart of the microwave? 
What's going on in the core of my being in that moment? I'm being unteachable. Wisdom is crying out, offering to teach me her ways. And I stand there and I say, I know what I'm doing. Lean forward. Real talk. We need to have a moment, all right? As your youth pastor, as a mentor in your life, somebody who loves you, I want us to have real talk here, okay? I need literally all eyes on me, phones away. Listen to me. That mentality, what was happening in my heart during the microwave scene, that mentality is dangerous. Hear me, okay? The idea that like, dude, but I just like, I just want to kind of figure it out. I just want to do things on my own. This is like, that, that works when you're playing with Legos, okay? I get it. When you're a kid and you're playing with Legos, I don't want the instructions. Dad, don't show me. The joy is figuring it out. I, I get it. When you're playing with Legos, I get it. You want to do it on your own. That sounds noble, doesn't it? Doesn't that actually sound more mature? I just got to figure some things out for myself, Dad. Like exploding water in the microwave. Like you really had to figure that out? I get it when you're talking about Legos, students. But when we're talking about adult issues, when we're talking about real life, when we're talking about sin, when we're talking about life plans, that mentality will destroy you. Please put the Lego mentality behind you. That's my plea for you tonight, okay? Put the Lego mentality behind you, in your heart. I want you to come to the point where you are desperate for wisdom, where you are so teachable that you don't only have a palm up, you are double palms up, and you're saying, teach me, correct me, make your words known to me. Are you there? Are you there? You need to be. I'm asking you and I'm pleading with you as a person who loves you. You need to be there. What's the posture of your heart? And you know what's on the line if you don't? Like, do you you understand what you have to lose if you ignore wisdom's cry? You know what you'll lose? Everything. Everything. Check it out. Verses 24. Because I have called and you refused to listen. I've stretched out my hand and no one has heeded. Because you have ignored, everybody say ignored. Because you have ignored all my counsel and would have none of my reproof, I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. When terror strikes you like a storm and your calamity comes like a whirlwind, when distress and anguish come upon you, then, then they'll call upon me, but I will not answer. Then they will seek me diligently, but will not find me. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord, would have none of my counsel and despised all my reproof, therefore, They shall eat of the way. They shall eat of the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. What do you have to lose if you ignore wisdom? Everything. Students, your approach to wisdom, or the pride of fools rather, invites the reaction of wisdom. The pride of fools invites 
the reaction of wisdom. Check it out. Look at the pride of fools here. Look what it says here. Tell me this is not palm out. It says they refused to listen. They have ignored. And what's the result? What do they experience? Calamity. You know what calamity means? This is tremendous damage and disaster. Calamity. Tremendous damage and disaster. This means that cleaning up the microwave with boiling water is the least of your concerns. If you do not outgrow, students, hear me. If you do not outgrow this unteachable nature, it will grow into full-blown calamity, disaster, and anguish. And you'll be among these who it says, they are eating the fruit of their way and have their fill of their own devices. In other words, they're experiencing exactly what they set themselves up to do. This is what you can expect from someone who's unteachable and hates knowledge. (laughs) And then it gets crazy. Remember I told you how some people hate her? Remember how I said it's like a love-hate relationship with wisdom and how some people are like, oh my gosh, I don't like that girl. Remember I told you that? Here's why. Look at her reaction. (laughs) I also will laugh at your calamity. I will mock when terror strikes you. The people who mocked her, she's now gonna mock them when they're sitting there in their beds that they've made. Those who laughed and scoffed at her, she's now laughing and mocking them. Next slide. Those, this is ironic. She was calling out. Remember in the streets? Remember she was downtown going, hey, I'm here. I'm calling out to you. And they ignored her. And now look who's the one calling out. They're calling out now. Wisdom, help. Wisdom, please. I'm sorry. Can you help me now? And she says, I will not answer. Now they're going to seek me diligently and they won't find me. You know what I thought when I first read this? I said, dang, wisdom is savage. (laughs) When I first read that, I was like, yo, she's doing them dirty, right? She's like, oh, I'll show you now, right? You want to talk wisdom? That's kind of what I pictured in my head, you know? And that's not what's happening here. Wisdom is not exactly, she's like, I'm going to take my earrings off, right? She's not going to fight. She's just laughing. All right, easy there, killer. What's happening here, wisdom is not taking joy in your destruction. Wisdom is not taking joy in saying, I told you so. What's happening here, wisdom is saying, there's going to come a time when it's too late. There's going to come a time when the wisdom that she's offering is of no use to you because you're already in the storm. Telling you about the microwave is not going to be of any help to you now because the microwave has already exploded. You've already refused and you're paying the consequences. What did you expect? I think I've shared this story before, but I'll share it again. Um, When I was in Bible college, we always had different speakers come through and we're training to be pastors. So we had people who were pastors come through and say, let me teach you how to be a pastor. It's brilliant, right? Great concept. Go to college. And um, so we had this one speaker come to college, and uh, he was a dynamic guy, you know? He was pretty cool, and he had, like, the hard part and the swirl, and you got it going on, bro, you know? And he was cool, and he can kind of sing and play the guitar, but he was also a really good speaker, and he shared really funny stories. And so we were all like, oh, this guy's awesome. cha 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 And he started telling us some stories about his life, that started to make us a little bit more and more uncomfortable, you know? 
And uh, he starts kind of bragging, a little bit braggadocious, maybe a little bro-bro, okay? He's got a little bro-bro in him. And he's sharing the story. And he's like, yeah, man, sometimes when you got to do things for the Lord, you just got to go extreme. And everybody's like, yeah. And he goes like me, for example, I'm married. Last year, I spent 32 weeks on the road. But hey, sometimes you got to be extreme. And we're all like, yeah, yeah. 32 weeks on the road, there's only 52 weeks of the year. You spent more weeks on the road away from your family than you with your family. That's kind of weird, you know? And then there's like people that are kind of telling him, hey, bro, maybe you should like slow down. And he's like bragging about it. He's like, you know what? Just last week, I had one of my mentors call me and he was like, hey, man, maybe you should think about balance. And you know what I said to him? Balance, schmalance. <laughs> balance, schmalance. That was his response. That is scoffing. You want to know what a scoffer is? You want to know what mocking is? That's mocking. And then, dude, he tried to get biblical on us too. He goes, show me in the Bible where that says balance. That's just his opinion. That's not the Bible. And we're all like, dude, there's something weird here. I don't know what it is, but I don't like him anymore. <laughs> By the end of that semester, Word came back to Zion Bible College that this cool and hip pet traveling pastor faced the calamity of his own decisions. Word got back to us students who watched him in chapel and observed him. Word got back to us that this man who had scoffed and mocked the voice of wisdom, this man who had refused and had a palm out mentality, this man had a day where the entire calamity and disaster of his decisions came to bear on him when he got found out that he had an affair. Not a one time, one night stand, man, sorry, that was a misjudgment. No, like he had an ongoing affair for the better part of a year. He was doing more than cleaning up water out of the microwave. He ignored the voice of wisdom. He scoffed at his mentors. And when the calamity and storm of his foolishness came crashing into his life, at that point, it was too late for wisdom. Where's wisdom to be found now? He could call out all he wants, but it's too late. Wisdom will not answer. Wisdom will not stretch out her hand. She's standing there, unable to help him, saying, what did you honestly expect would happen? What did you expect to happen? Everything he built, friends, his marriage, his ministry, his influence, his friendships, all of it came crashing down because he refused to listen. You know what I thought about afterwards? And I told this to my friends. I said, I cannot imagine being him right now for obvious reasons, but also because he's probably replaying all of those conversations in his head, isn't he? He's probably thinking about all those phone calls that he declined from his mentors. He's probably thinking about all those text messages that he left on read from those friends who wanted to share with him. He's probably replaying all the times that wisdom reached out to him. And he said, I know what I'm doing. And what did he have to lose? You know, only everything. Only everything. The pride of fools invites the reaction of wisdom. 
students, there's a lot on the line here. What's your posture toward wisdom? The last few verses summarize it really succinctly. Look what it says. For the simple are killed by their turning away, and the complacency of fools destroys them. But whoever listens to me will dwell secure and will be at ease without dread of disaster. Students, your approach to wisdom is a matter of life and death. Your approach to wisdom is a matter of life and death. You know what we do when we see people who are unteachable? You know what we do when we see a fool with a palm out posture? What we usually do is we go, you know what, that's just his character quirk, you know? Or maybe you see it in yourself. You go, you know, that's just my personality. If you look at my Myers-Briggs, you'll know that it's just kind of like, it's like in my nature that I have to figure it out. No, friends, this is more than a character quirk. This is more than a personality trait. This unteachable nature is going to be the cause of your downfall. Look what the text says. It doesn't say it will be hard for you. It says it will kill you. People are literally killed by this nature. People are destroyed. Fools are destroyed by ignoring wisdom. But on the other side of things, whoever listens to wisdom, they find security and safety with nothing to fear. Students, I'm here to tell you tonight that wisdom is making an offer that you should not refuse. And there are only two responses to this offer, okay? Wisdom is making you an offer and there are only two choices. Palm up or palm out. And as you choose your response, I want you to remember to ignore wisdom is to invite destruction. You have a, a decision to make tonight, students. You have a decision. You know why? Because wisdom, my friend here, Lady Wisdom is crying out. She didn't send you a Facebook invite to consider. She didn't invite you to an event. She didn't send you a text message to be like, hey, what you doing? She's literally crying out in the streets and she's saying, I will make you wise. I will save you from calamity. But you have a decision to make. Palm up or palm out. And as you do, I want you to remember, to ignore wisdom is to invite destruction. I love you. And I also want you to know that to ignore wisdom is to invite destruction. Any fans of poetry in here? Anybody like language arts? Right? Isn't it cool how wisdom is personified? Anybody like the metaphor? Right? Yeah! Okay! I, nobody, no, no. I like metaphors. I like analogies. And I think that it is so cool that wisdom is personified but what if, right? Like, like what if wisdom like was literally a real person that came tonight, right? Like what if, right? Like dude, Skylar calls me today and it's like 1.30. I'm gonna put him on the spot. He calls me at 1.30 and my first thing is he's like, hey, what's up homeboy? I'm like, hey bro, bro, you're in school right now. Yeah, dude, but I finished my work. So, you know, I'm just chilling in the hallway. And I'm like, who does this, right? I shouldn't be patting you on the back because that's foolishness. No, I'm kidding, right? He calls me, he goes, bro, who are you inviting tonight? Like, he got so pumped. Anybody see on, on social media that we're gonna introduce a friend? And dude, he's like tripping all day because he's like, bro, what's her name? Who's she, like, is she coming? Like, is she cool? Like, who are you gonna introduce tonight, right? And then somebody shows up to my office. A few people showed up to my office. They're like, dude, we have a special guest tonight? I go, oh yeah, we do, right? 
And they all thought that like, I was bringing a literal friend. Like, like, but what if? Like, dude, what if Lady Wisdom was a real person? What if Wisdom was legitimately here? What if she could literally stand up and say, all right, class, I'm gonna make you wise. She'd be wearing those? I don't know, man. That is like the opposite of wisdom in my mind. Yellow Crocs. Listen to me, my child. I will save you from destruction. What are those? Just saying, right? I'm not putting it back. Like what if wisdom could literally stand up here right now and offer you her spirit? What if wisdom was a real person who could talk to you and teach you and live with you and offer to literally come to you? What if this was more than a metaphor? Wouldn't that be tight? Like how many of you would come up here and be like, yo, can I get your number, Lady Wisdom? Not to like holler at you, but to be like, let's be friends. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) The girls got it. The guys were like, yo, Lady Wisdom. (laughs) Like, what if? What if? Students, you know what? Wisdom did become a person. And in the Psalms, in the Proverbs here, we see wisdom is personified. But students, I want you to know that wisdom was more than personified. Wisdom actually became a person. Do you know that? Jesus Christ the embodiment of wisdom himself, God's wisdom, he came and he also, just like Lady Wisdom, he also cried out in the streets. He also offered to teach you. He also called you before it was too late to follow him. Wisdom himself came. And just like Lady Wisdom, he gave a warning. He said to ignore wisdom is to invite destruction. He says it this way, Matthew chapter seven. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Cool, right? If you listen to me, if you listen to me, I'm wisdom. Nice to meet you. If you listen to me, you'll be secure. You'll be safe. But the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. Keep going. That's it, yeah. (laughs) Wisdom himself. Wisdom himself came and he said to ignore wisdom is to invite destruction. To ignore me is to invite destruction. Students, to ignore Christ is to invite destruction. What's your posture toward wisdom? What's your posture toward Jesus? As your youth pastor, I have to ask myself, as I'm preparing this sermon and I'm telling you, wisdom, Christ, I have to ask myself the question, what role do I play in this? Like, because you got to make, I got to make this clear. I am not wisdom with a capital W, okay? I am not the authority of wisdom. Your small group leader is not wisdom with a capital W. So what role do I play in this? If I'm telling you to follow wisdom, what role do I play in this? What role does Chris play in this? What role does Tessa play in this? And Kristen and Chad and Chelsea and Lila and Ellie. What role 
Do your mentors and spiritual authority figures, what role do we play in your relationship with wisdom? It's quite simple. Because if you flip your page and go back to the beginning of Proverbs chapter one, you'll see how wisdom reveals herself. In verse eight, Hear, my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. Whoa, 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 bro, 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 bro. I thought we were listening to wisdom. No, no, no. Hear, my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching. Where's wisdom? I want to talk to wisdom. I'm not listening to you, dad. I know what I'm doing. I want to talk to wisdom. But students, check it out. Wisdom speaks through godly authority. Wisdom speaks through godly authority. Jesus Christ speaks through godly authority. And so there's only one thing left to do. You have to embrace it. If wisdom speaks through godly authority, you must embrace godly authority. And to help you remember that, to help you remember that this is what Citizens is all about. To help you realize, Jenna, your first time here, right? You come in and you're like, oh, cool, youth group. And now you see all these old people sitting here, right? And you're like, what are they doing here? Right? Jenna does not talk like this, all right? Total, total hypothetical. She's like, what are they? And then you, like, you see something weird because like after the gathering, this entire row of girls, they're gonna like surround this, this human here and they're gonna like, oh, let me tell you about my day. Oh my gosh, blah, 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 blah. And you're gonna go, why are they like, talking to their leaders more than they are each other because here at Citizens, we embrace godly authority. It's part of our ethos. It's who we are. Like if you came to Citizens and there were no staffers, if there were no leaders, it wouldn't make sense. This would be the YMCA. And on that day, I quit. Ugh, I don't want to do that. Citizens is not an event. I don't want to be an event planner. I want to be a community leader. And so to help you remember that this is who we are, I gave you an icon. Ding, right? Nice little image. And here, let me explain the image to you, right? See how like the image casts a shadow, right? Whenever you see this image hanging in the academy, posted on our social media, hanging on the wall here, whenever you see this image, let it be a reminder to you that wisdom is found when you are under the cloud. When you are standing in the shadow cast by the covering, when you are standing under the cloud, that's the safe spot. And let it be a reminder to you that as soon as you step out from under your authority, as soon as you uncover yourself, and as soon as you say, I know what I'm doing, this place right here, destruction. Let this image be more than just one, a one-week thing. Let this be an image that every time you see it, even when you're in college and beyond, and every time you think back, every time you look up at the clouds in the sky, whatever it is, let it be a reminder to ask yourself, what's my relationship with wisdom? Am I embracing godly authority? Am I submitting myself willingly to the authority in my life because wisdom speaks through godly authority? What's your relationship with wisdom, students? And as you figure that out, I want you to remember to ignore wisdom is to invite destruction. 